0: Hi, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk. My name is Alex Anders, and I am a best-selling bisexual romance author and one of the creators of Fluid Style Co., a clothing company created for bisexuals. Bisexual Real Talk is a show where each week I talk about the latest developments, studies, and strides made by the bisexual community. Sometimes I'll talk about what's going right. Other times I'll talk about what's going wrong but always you'll feel empowered and like you found the place where you belong. And if this podcast ever sounds like a YouTube channel, that's because it is. You can always check out Bisexual Real Talk on YouTube and join the conversation in the comments section there. Until then, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk, and let's talk about bisexuality. Hi. So today we have something that is unprecedented Literally in the history of man. Literally. There are four movies in theaters right now that star bisexual characters. And I'm going to talk about that as soon as I mention that today's video is brought to you by my latest MMF bisexual romance, which is out today called In the Moonlight. But more about that at the end of the video. Right now, let's get to the thing that has never happened before in the history of man. Never ever. Four movies in the movie theaters right now, one of which is last week's number one movie, and one of which is this week's number one movie, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's talk about what these movies are, and let's ask ourselves whether or not these are great representations of bisexuality. So, what's the first movie? The first movie is a movie I've talked about before called Tully. You can go and check out that video. I'm sure it's popping up right here right now. Um, But go ahead and check out that video to learn more about that. What are the three new movies that are currently in theaters right now? The first one is, of course, Deadpool 2. We all know who follow superheroes that Deadpool is a bisexual character, specifically a pansexual character. And um, he has a new movie, it was a number one movie. And the question we have to ask is, A, is it a good movie? And B, is it a good representation of bisexuality? Is it a good movie? It is a funny movie. It is not as funny as the first movie. Um, the gags feel a little bit more forced this time, a little bit. And there's a lot more fourth wall breaks this time. And other the last one was just a clear, clear romantic movie. This one is a little less focused. Now, don't get me wrong. I laughed a hell of a lot through the movie. And it's certainly worth seeing. But, is it as good as the last movie? Like, yeah, which sequels usually are? Not really. But is it worth seeing? Absolutely. Now, is it worth seeing? Like, is it great for bisexual representation? <sighs> I think that it is probably slightly better than the first movie in terms of bisexual representation, but only slightly better. So, in this movie, like the last movie, Deadpool is in love with a woman, and just because a character is bisexual doesn't mean that they're gonna cheat, doesn't mean they're gonna, like, you know, they have to have their desire for multiple uh, genders satisfied at the same time. So clearly, It can still very much clearly be a good bisexual representation without there being a threesome or someone cheating and stuff like that. So in this movie, once again, Deadpool is in love with the same woman he's been in love with before. And does he do things that show that he's bisexual? The answer is yes, he does. I mean, in a very limited form. What he does with Colossus is not something... A straight person would do to another man. He gets kind of handsy, um, he gets really touchy with him. So does Deadpool act like a bisexual? Yeah. Yeah, Deadpool definitely acts like a bisexual. So is this good representation of bisexuality? In for what it is, honestly, yeah. I think the Deadpool is a good representation of bisexuality, considering the fact that he is in a committed relationship with another with a woman. So there it is. Deadpool 2, the number one movie last week, stars a bisexual character and also um, good representation of bisexuality. Now, I can also mention that he isn't the only,, um, let's say, non-straight character in the movie, also is, another female superhero character and it's quickly announced that she has a girlfriend and do we know whether she's lesbian? We don't. Do we know whether she's bisexual? We don't. Do we know whether her her girlfriend is uh, lesbian or bisexual? We don't. So they had same-sex representation in the movie while, you know, Deadpool is bisexual, specifically pansexual. On that aspect, Deadpool was a great movie. So, I hope you go out and check it out. Now, what's the next movie that has a bisexual character in it? Well, it's gonna be next week's number one movie, which is Solo, A Star Wars Story. Now, who's the bisexual in this movie? It is Lando Calrissian, who is bisexual, specifically pansexual. Now, how do we know that Lando Calrissian is pansexual? It is because the three main or four main actors from the movie, was doing an interview with series Radio, and the interviewer said to Donald Glover, who plays um, Lando Calrissian, he says, that one of the writers of the movie stated that Lando Calrissian is pansexual. Did you know that, and how did you feel about it? And Donald Glover just kinda says, yeah, yeah I knew, of course I knew. And then the other two actors, who play Han Solo and the love interest, look at him and say, really? you you knew that? He's like, of course I knew that. How could you be in space and not be pansexual? I mean, there are a lot of people you can have sex with in space. And what are you asking? Are you male? Are you female? I mean, sometimes it's just a blob and you're going to ask the gender? Come on, please. It was hilarious. Um, Check it out. Uh, It's easy to find. Just type in pansexual Lando Galrissian and it'll pop up on YouTube. But his attitude towards his character being pansexual is just the best. Um, And it's awesome that the writer of the movie, like, said that he is pansexual and that he wishes that they could have more representation in the movie. But for right now, that was all that he could squeeze in. So that's kind of awesome. Now the question is, is the movie good? And also... Is the pansexual, bisexual representation in the movie good? Is the movie good? Let me tell you something. I did not want to see this movie. The only reason I went to see this movie is because I found out that Lando Carrizian is, is bisexual, pansexual. And the reason why I don't want to see the movie because I all the trailers... I mean, the guy who plays Han Solo kind of looks like a dud. I mean, the major thing about Han Solo is his charisma. And his personality and and the charm of him and stuff like that and there's no trailer that made han solo in this han and solo you know uh, star wars story um nothing that made him look charismatic or fun or interesting or funny or anything so i had zero desire to see this movie however i saw this movie and i gotta say this was a fun fun movie like all the critic all the critiques that people have had on this movie and i won't get into it to ruin it for you But no, I didn't think any of that was the case. This is a a caper. This is, Han Solo has to, you know, steal this stuff um, in order to have this other thing happen and it's just a caper story. And I gotta say, Lando Calrissian, whereas in like all the Star Wars movies, Han Solo was the comic relief to all the other action, in this story, in Han Solo's story, Lando Calrissian is the comic relief in all the situations, and it's not like he's doing, making himself look foolish. It's just that his style, about his way about him, um, is just, it's just inherently funny. And Donald Glover is inherently funny. So his character is that way, and I, I enjoyed it. I was on the edge of my seat, I was watching with enthusiasm, um, and I wanted to know how this would end, and honestly, I did not know how this movie would end, and it did not end the way I thought it was going to end. So, in that in-, in that instance, yeah, it was it was an enjoyable movie. Now, is this a movie that's good for bisexual representation? I'm gonna go and say not really. I mean, does Lando Calrissian have a love interest in this movie? <laughs> As weird as to say, yeah, yes, Lando Calrissian has a love interest in this movie. Does that love interest make him uh, a clear representation of pansexuality? I mean, technically no, but on the other hand, yes. When Donald Glover said, uh, responding the way he did about his character being pansexual, and he said, "There is a um, there's a lot of." things in space to have sex with, or to fall in love with, and that you're not going to ask whether they're male or female. I mean, he was clearly talking about the love story that he has in this movie, but is it a great representation of bisexuality? Not, Not really. I would still recommend you go see the movie, simply because it's kind of a fun story, and I think it's great to represent whether the writer and the actor both had clear support for bisexuality, and that they made a point. Of, of saying that the character was bisexual even though if you went and saw it you probably wouldn't have thought it. So yeah, in that aspect I hope you go and see the movie. Now what is a third movie that, ha- that stars a bisexual character that's in theaters right now? This one isn't a movie that's going to be number one in the box office. This one, like Tully, is a small independent movie. And this one The storyline is much more central to the main character's bisexuality. So what is this movie? It's a movie called Disobedience, and it stars Rachel Weisz and also Rachel McAdams. Rachel Weisz, the movie starts off with her. She's a photographer in New York, and she gets a phone call that her rabbi father has died. And as soon as she finds that out, she goes to a bar she picks up the bartender and has sex with him in the bathroom before returning to her orthodox jewish london hometown for her father's funeral now she gets there and um the rabbi who's going to take over for her father turns out to be her childhood male best friend and um she comes to the wake and uh the male best friend you know encourages her to stay with him and his wife um and they start talking and she asks him since they've been out of contact for a long time she asks him so did you did you get married and it turns out that he did get married and he got married to her other best friend her female best friend and it and it turns out that the reason why she lost contact with her father and her hometown was because she and her female best friend ended up hooking up together. Her father walked in on them, shamed the both of them, and then she ended up just leaving. Leaving town and never coming back and losing contact with her female best friend, her male best friend, and this is the first time that she's returning since then. Now. Is this a good movie? Um, that is such that is such an interesting question because a lot of people are pegging this movie as a lesbian movie. And honestly, even though it stars a bisexual woman and it has to do with the woman that um, the main storyline is between the bisexual character and the female friend from childhood, I would... I would say that, yeah, it's easy to see how people are saying this is a lesbian movie because so much of this movie is about not the lead character, but the best friend character and about her coming to grips with her sexuality because unlike Rachel, Rachel Weiss's character, who you know has sex with a guy as soon as she finds out that her father has died, Rachel Weiss's character hasn't been with a woman since having been with her best friend. So she's clearly bisexual. However, the best friend character who married the guy who got married to, you know, the male best friend, she admits that she has never had feelings for men and she still hasn't had feelings for men. So she is a homosexual married to a man and the story very much becomes about her and what she does in reaction to having her sexuality reawakened by the return of Rachel Weiss's character. So it's easy to say how, see how people think this is a lesbian movie. But, you know, if you studied script analysis, which I did, and you really understand the way the story is structured, you'll know that in a story, it starts out, especially movies, it starts out with an inciting incident and in this movie, the inciting incident is the death of Rachel Weiss's father and then all the things that happens in the middle is support, uh, is in support of how the movie ends and the movie ends in such a way that it actually tells you that the movie is not about the lesbian character, the, the movie is about what happens when um, a bisexual character expresses her Bisexuality and then becomes shamed for it, and how their life kind of twists and morphs over time. And it's about the healing that has to happen from the shaming, and Rachel Weiss's character becoming a full person once again. It's hard to pull that out of the movie, though. I mean, I only know that because I study stories. Like, that's my job. I write these stories. So I have to know how a story is structured. But if you're, if you're not a person who's very much into analyzing stories, you might not get that out there. So, is the movie good worth seeing? Um, Sure. Sure, it's a really unique story if you're interested in, you know, Orthodox Jewish culture. If you're interested in a story that explores one's uh, female bisexuality, I think it's worth seeing. Is it a great story like Call Me By Your Name is a great story, or or Tully is a really good story? It isn't. It isn't. Um, You might want to wait until this one gets on DVD or streaming before you watch it. It's it's definitely interesting, but is uh, it a great story? Uh, it's not a it's not a perfect story. However, is it good in terms of bisexual representation? Well, it's better than the last two movies, uh, better than Deadpool two, and it's better than uh, Solo uh, Star a Star Wars story. Um, but you know, no one actually says bisexual in the movie. Of course, no one says lesbian either. But no one says bisexual. But she is clearly a woman who is interested in men, and she's clearly a, a woman who's interested in women. Women, So she's a clear bisexual, she's unquestionably bisexual, and her story is being represented on screen. So in that way, I would say that disobedience is a good representation of bisexuals on screen. So that's it. Those are the three new movies and the four movies that star bisexual characters that are in theaters right now. How awesome is that? Again, don't don't lose sight of this. This is really, really important. Again, this is the first time in the history of Earth that there are four stories in movie theaters, in English at least, that star bisexual characters. We have entered a different phase of our existence. Because I dare anyone to tell me the last time, if ever, there were um, there were four movies um, in theaters that had gay characters as stars in it. I don't think there's ever been, ever, ever. So the fact that there are bisexual characters in four movies, both number one movies in at the same time uh, in theaters, it's just, it's mind-blowing and I, I really hope that you guys take a moment and appreciate. The time that we're living in, because it is unprecedented. And if you'd like to support uh, Bisexual Stories, you can check out any of those four movies, or you can check out any of my two books that have come out in the last two weeks, the first of which is In the Moonlight, which just um, entered Amazon today. So you can go and check that out on Amazon for 99 cents. It's a fun, great story, the views have been very good. It's a deep story. It's a story about a woman who falls in love with two bisexual men, and the sexiness and humor and tragedy that follows that. And uh, if you get that in Amazon, specifically at Amazon right now, you will also get a nice, healthy catalog of a lot of my other bi- MMF bisexual romances. All for free, all included, for 99 cents. Um, So if you, you'll get those other stories, a couple of prequels, a couple of, like, really, really sexy, sexy stories, and then um, a a bisexual suspense, romantic suspense story, and then also a thriller. Um, You can check those out and find out whether or not you like my style, and that's supporting the channel. It's 99 cents, and it helps me out a tremendous amount. But not only that, last week, um, the book... The Muse came out on Amazon as well, which is just another fun, romantic, MMF bisexual romance you can check out as well. So that on top of, well, my bisexual t-shirts and also my bisexual lapel pins and all of my bisexual romances can be found under one link now, uh, which is in the description below. So please check that out. If you would like to support this podcast or just pick up some really cool bisexual merchandise, you can check out my bisexual romances on Amazon. I write under the pen name A. Anders. You can check out my bisexual t shirts on Amazon by searching for the company Bisexual Real Talk. And you can go to Fluid Style Co's website at www.fluidstyleco.com. There you'll find plaid flannels for women and plaid dress shirts for men, all in the pride flag colors, specifically the bisexual, queer, asexual, and sexually fluid flag colors. Please support the channel and check it out. Until the next podcast, stay cooler, my bisexual friend. Stay cooler. Bye.